just data from capital economics. Their earnings yield back in the year 2000 was less than the real yield on 10-year treasuries. And it seems, if I'm remembering correctly, that back in the internet bubble and the housing bubble, way more people were excited about it. You're certainly seeing more excitement about Bitcoin. But in terms of overall stocks, the frenzy just doesn't seem to be there yet. The other advantage is we have more of a tailwind with the economy as the economy opens back up following COVID as as the vaccine becomes more widely distributed. That doesn't mean there are not assets that are extremely speculative in a bubble, but across the entire equity sector, particularly non-U.S., we're not at those bubble levels yet. Now, should you participate in these short squeezes and other meme stocks from Wall Street bets? Perhaps do so carefully. Have a plan to only allocate a certain percent of your capital. Momentum is a real thing, and the flows is a real thing, but in some ways, it's like a rocket ship. You just have to know when to get off. Have in your mind, I'm going to sell at a certain price. And be willing to lose as much as you invest because things can go backward very, very quickly. John Kenneth Galbraith, the economist, wrote in his 1975 book, The Great Crash of 1929, it is the nature of a speculative boom that almost anything can collapse it. One of the things that definitely could collapse it is rising interest rates. And this gets to the point that Seth Klarman made in his annual letter in a topic that we discussed back in episode 315, are we being forced to buy stocks? The value of a cash flow generating asset is the present value of its future cash flow or the value today of its cash flows going out into the future, be it dividends or earnings. In order to take those future cash flows into the present, we apply a discount rate. The discount rate is essentially the same as the expected return. So we take those future cash flows, bring them into the present. The higher the discount rate, the lower the present value and the higher the expected return. But as interest rates have fallen, present value or the value of those assets or stocks has gone up. That's the way the math works. And because that discount rate has fallen, the expected return is also fallen because the more expensive an asset is today, the lower its future return. Klarman writes, when it comes to the value of cash flows, the vast and limitless future yet to unfold has gained considerable ground on the more firmly anchored present. It's so tempting to assume a company that's doing well will continue to compound those cash flows at really, really high rates. But often these companies eventually disappoint. 